0: Welcome to the podcast that teaches you how to transform your life and your business. Here is your host, Rick Hyland, and this is CI for Life. Welcome to another CI for Life podcast. Welcome, everybody. I'm very grateful for everyone's response recently to the survey that's on ciforlife.org. That's CI, the number four, life.org. And uh, it's a short survey. I'll talk a lot about it in this podcast, but thanks for your entries. It's not too late to get on there and it's right up there on the navigation bar if you want to uh, continue to fill out the survey. We've got over 1,100 responses from worldwide audiences uh, so far. And I'll, I'll tell you exactly what that survey is about, but it should take you about eight or nine minutes. And then secondly, uh, thanks for everybody's response about, um, uh, subscribing uh, to get the free link for the uh, book that's coming out in September. It's an ebook. Uh, I've talked about it last time and in my blogs, but it's an ebook called "Live Your Purpose," and I'm going to integrate all the learnings and research on purpose, kind of illustrate how it all fits together with goals and daily planning, and how to mitigate some of the downsides to being so focused and uh, really live that kind of love life of happiness. And Purpose and I'll talk more about that on this podcast here. So uh, Please continue to subscribe on ci for life.org on the bottom there You can subscribe and you will get in September when this book comes out the link to when I offer it for a few days on uh, Kindle or Amazon for free, so uh, Please do that subscribe on ci life.org. So today's podcast uh, The title is the keystone habits and characteristics of the happiest and most purposeful people And the key learning from this podcast will be don't focus on being productive. There is many unhappy, but very productive people focus on being purposeful and happy. That's where true meaning fulfillment and peace abide. Everybody wants to be happy, but many people aren't as we know, depression and mental health statistics are at alarming levels. These are us statistics, but similar type. Worsening as uh, statistics are happening around the world. Approximately one in five adults in the US experience mental illness in a given year. Approximately one in 25 adults experience a serious mental illness in a given year. And approximately one in five youth experience a se- severe mental disorder at some point in their life. So it's uh, a serious opportunity and a serious problem. And as I mentioned, so these statistics are US-based, but uh, it, we can find statistics around the world that mental health is worsening. So, why? that We find many successful and productive and rich people that aren't happy. They have money and titles, but happiness evades them. Why? Is happiness a product of success? I argue not. Happiness and positivity are more likely to breed productivity and success than the other way around. In his book, Happiness Advantage, Sean Aker shares this. We become more successful when we are happier and more positive. For example, doctors who put on a positive mood before a diagnosis show three times more intelligence and creativity than doctors in a neutral state, and they make accurate diagnoses 19% faster. Optimistic salespeople outsell their pessimistic counterparts 56%. Students primed to feel happy before taking math tests far outperform their neutral peers. It turns out that our brains are literally hardwired to perform at their best, not when they are negative or even neutral, but when they are positive. That's from Sean Aker, The Happiness Advantage, a high book recommend, by the way. So this isn't just about being positive and everything's positive despite bad things happening around you, but focusing on the habits that happy people do, and I'll share more insights in this podcast today. But despite people's desire to be happy, there's so much that gets in the way of this simple pursuit. One of the common obstacles to happiness I see is overproductivity or being overly busy or just busy on the wrong activities or even trickier to diagnose, being busy on good things, but not on the best things. I've met many people who focus on being productive to the point that they burn bridges and lose happiness. They go to sleep exhausted, not any closer to true happiness than they were when they woke up. This raises the question, does productivity have to come at the expense of happiness? No, but focus on being purposeful and happiness and productivity will follow. A few months ago, actually, it's, it's almost a year now, I started a survey to find out who are the most purposeful and happy people and what are their habits that they've adopted in their lives. I'm after the holy grail of being productive, successful, and happy. So far, as i mentioned, I've got 1,100 respondents and hope that you'll go on to ci and uh, fill out the survey. Uh, We haven't closed it or finalized the chapter for the book that'll illustrate uh, the benefits, but let me give you a sneak uh, preview. I ask 50 questions. As I mentioned, it takes about eight, nine minutes, and the goal is to decode the habits of those who rank themselves as the very happiest. It's a five-point scale, and I only took the two highest scales of very happy and the highest level of purposefulness. There are several questions about habits such as reading, exercise, meditation, eating, financial savings, scripture study, sleeping, etc. Let me summarize the top characteristics and habits of people who are the very happiest over those who are below average on happiness. Okay, so these questions um, uh, and characteristics and then habits I'm going to share with you are the very happiest compared to the below average on happiness. 78% of those... Who said they're above average happiness said they have a life purpose. Yeah. 78% of those above ha- average happiness said they have a life purpose. Oh, that's good stuff. We've talked about on podcasts and blogs the importance of having purpose. And in fact, that's the uh, book that's coming out that'll illustrate and show a lot more research than that. These above average happiness people are 85% more content, 85% more content, and get this third characteristics that's coming out of the research and the survey, and it's only 1,100 people, but that's significant. They forgive usually or always 44% higher than those in the below average group. So characteristics, they have a life purpose. These above-average people, uh, happiness people, they have a life purpose, um, they're more content, and they usually are always forgive, 44. So those are the characteristics of the above happy happiness group. So what are the habits that stand out of this above-average happiness group over the below-average happiness group? So this above-average happiness group, 27% higher with regular exercise. higher in daily planning, 25% more with written goals, and 22% higher with regular service or daily random acts of kindness. In previous podcasts, we've already talked about the benefits of written goals and daily planning. In fact, just recently, we did daily planning pretty hard on uh, the blog and the podcast. But let's take a deeper look at the other two keystone habits, service and exercise. First of all, service. Intuitively all know the value of focusing and helping others. It is the ultimate win-win. As you think of and are kind to others, it helps you forget your problems, feels good to connect and help others, and the other individual receives a win through your giving and kindness. We may not all be able to be Mother Teresa, but there are benefits and small steps we can take to feel the benefits of service in our lives. Research has long determined that conscious acts of kindness help drive increased levels of happiness. Um, there's a book called The How of Happiness, which illustrates this, the importance and the uh, research behind the benefits of random act of kindness to increase happiness that supports this survey that I'm doing. Uh, the researcher and author's name is Sonia Labramiski, and sorry if I pronounced that wrong, but it's the book How of Happiness has found that individuals uh, that were told to complete, uh, complete five random acts of kindness each day report feeling much happier than the control group, and the feeling lasts for many subsequent days, far after the kindness is over. Let me read that again. The control group that was asked to give five acts of kindness during the course of a day report feeling much happier than the control groups that didn't and that that feeling lasts for many subsequent days far after the act of kindness is over. So what do you do for random acts of kindness? Here's a top 10 ideas, and your ideas are just as good as these ones, but to get you thinking about some of the things that you can do that are simple and small steps. Number one, talk with and connect others, even if you're busy. Number two, give generous and specific compliments to others, the importance of specific. Number three, open doors and greet strangers. Man, that's ju- tough during COVID, isn't it? You're trying to be, you know, walking on a trail and trying to be friendly, and everyone's looking down and keeping six feet apart. But we can still say hi. We can still be friendly. Number four, call, text, or visit those who are sick and afflicted. Number five, go to someone, somebody's loved one's funeral. Research says this is one of the most appreciated acts of kindness. Did you know that? Number six, do chores around the house that you're not expected to do. Number seven, send a note or text to others expressing gratitude. Number eight, a back massage. Number nine, make a meal for a single friend. My single son asked me to put that one in. Number 10, small gifts to say you're thinking of them. It just takes a little planning and a little intentionality, and the love and happiness start flowing. And as the research I just cited says, for days after. Let's look at the second keystone habit, and we've talked about this one well, at the beginning of the early days of the podcast, but uh, folks that know me, I'm a big believer in the power of exercise. Not just the good feeling that comes from it, the buzz, the physical sensation of feeling good after 20 or 30 minutes of aerobic exercise, but also the achievement that you feel have a, has a double benefit. The latest research on anti-aging recommends 150 to 300 minutes of moderately intense aerobic physical exercise per week, and I'll show you why that number is important, as well as two sessions of muscular strengthening activity. That means approximately 30 plus minutes of aerobic activity seven days a week or variations thereof. A team from Brigham Young University found adults who jogged for 30 to 45 minutes five times a week had telomeres, which are sections of your DNA, as long as those people who were nine years younger than them, for example. I'll share more about that research here in a second. High levels of exercise appear to slow down the aging process of cells, according to research from BYU exercise science professor Larry Tucker. And again from Tucker, a person who is 45 years of age may only be 35 years of age biologically if they have exercise lifestyle. You don't have to be an athlete or compete in races to exercise. 50% of the above-average happiness people in my survey mentioned that walking was their main exercise. Walking has tremendous cardio benefits without the wear and tear on knees, hips, and ankles. In his book, The Power of Habits, author Charles Duhigg, and this is another very high recommend book, includes a powerful concept of keystone habits and about exercise. Keystone habits are those habits that drive success in many areas of life. He believes, as I do, that exercise is one of those keystone habits. Duhigg says, Typically, people who exercise start eating better and become more productive at work. They smoke less and show more patience with colleagues and family. They use their credit cards less frequently and say they are less stressed. Exercise is the keystone habit that triggers widespread change. Do you believe that? I do. Multiple benefits, emotional, mental, physical, spiritually from exercise and regular exercise. Are you ready to start your or increase your exercise habit? So here's what else I found from the survey. Remember, I looked at purpose as well and its effect on happiness and what are the habits of the purposeful people. So here's what I found. For those that said they have a life purpose, their happiness was 32% higher. That above-average happiness was 32% higher than the below-average group. They're 20% higher in job satisfaction. And those with purpose are 14% better in forgiving others more regularly. Are those characteristics that you want? Then live with a purpose. Their habits are, the purposeful people habits are, 30% higher for daily planning, 30% higher for regular service, and 15% higher for regular exercise. you getting the common denominator. Having a purpose leads to great benefits of happiness, and these habits lead to more happiness as well. I believe that daily planning, regular service, and exercise are the keystone habits that affect happiness and productivity in life. As an employer, do you want people who have a life purpose that they are happier, more forgiving, more resilient when setbacks happen, and they have significantly higher job satisfaction? You bet. As an individual, do you want 32% more happiness? Start living your integrated purpose statement and goals today. Start daily planning, regular service, and exercise. I predict that finding purpose and meaning, training business and companies will be higher in the future than even conflict resolution and good communication skills combined. These results, and others that I share in my book, are too hard to ignore. It's interesting, the purpose literature in the last five to ten years is just proliferated, lots of great Harvard articles. So in the book, in each chapter, I try to illustrate with research behind it some of the key points of why a purpose-led life is so important, but I've shared some of those here today. Develop your keystone habits for increased happiness. Here's an application exercise to think about. Fill out the survey on ci Please note out of the five-point scale, all the questions are on a five-point scale, what did you say is your level of happiness? From below average or extremely below average all the way up to extremely high. <laughs> What is your level of service? Again, a five point scale. What is your exercise answer? And what is your daily planning answer on the five point scale? Which of these three keystone habits are you prepared to improve upon to increase your happiness levels? Make a specific small action step can just be small things to increase exercise, service, and daily planning. What are you gonna do by when? Appreciate you spending some more time with us today on CI for Life and these podcasts. Again, I hope that you'll get on to ciforlife.org, take the survey, subscribe so that you can get this book. In the book, by the way, I develop a 777 process to develop a purpose statement. It takes uh, seven days, seven hours, uh, and seven questions over those seven days and seven hours so that's a triple seven process I believe one of the reasons that people don't articulate a purpose and the research says only 20 percent of people are articulating the purpose despite all the benefits that we're noticing in a lot of this research I think one of the reasons why not is there's not a clear how even the great authors and the great books on mission statements and purpose statements Stephen Covey um, all these folks that have been writing about it uh, um, Christensen on uh, how to measure your life they don't describe a how and so in this live for purpose book that's i, I went out of my way to test research with myself and others this triple seven process to develop your purpose statement and start this whole process process of purposeful living so that's it for today thank you for spending time really appreciate it please share this with uh, friends and family that you think will get some benefit out of it Until next time, live a life of continuous improvement. Goodbye.